Welcome to Equipping the Persecuted Radio. Equipping the Persecuted Radio is sponsored by Equipping the Persecuted. Equipping the Persecuted is a true boots-on-the-ground ministry. In fact, you can go over to equippingthepersecuted.org and you can see the different projects that they're working on, including working on an orphanage for children whose parents have been martyred. That's right, martyred for the cause of Christ. You can go and see there and see all the progress that they're making currently building that. Uh, Still uh, going and raising funds for it. One of the neat things about this ministry is that they don't waste time in getting things going, but they actually get going right away. And as they get going right away, they actually get their feet on the ground and do ministry. And so please go over to equippingthepersecuted.org and check out that ministry and donate today. Also, we want to hear from you. So please go and email us at equippingthepersecuted at gmail.com. Once again, that's equippingthepersecuted at gmail.com. And tell us what you think of our radio program. Tell us how you've been liking it, how you've been liking the guests that we've been having on, whether that's Dr. Baird, Pastor Kerry Gordon, uh, Pastor Ken Peters, Judd Saul, all, all those guests that we've been having. Go up there and let us know what you think of our guests, and how much you've been enjoying the show. And if you haven't been enjoying the show, well, I suppose we could hear from you too, but, uh, you you know, try to be a little bit nice here uh, to us. But once again, that's equippingthepersecuted at gmail.com. But today's show, we actually don't have a guest. We're going to be looking at what's ailing the United States. And I don't know if you've noticed this, if you haven't noticed this, I wonder where you've been for the last couple of years, Uh, but there there are problems in the United States. In fact, there are problems all across the world, but specifically in the United States, we go and we see a decay within our culture, a decay not only within the the church, although we see that, and we heard about that last week uh, at Pastor Kerry Gordon's uh, interview that we had there in his documentary, Enemies Within the Church. And once again, you need to go and check that out at enemieswithinthechurch.com. The president and director of Equipping the Persecuted, who is the sponsor for this show, is also the director for the film of Enemies Within Within the church, and it is just a phenomenal documentary. And so you need to go and check that out at Enemies Within the Church. But there is a decay that is happening within the church, but it's also in general within our culture and within our nation. In fact, it's it's really ailing us, whether it was through the Black Lives Matter riots that we saw, whether it, it, it's it been through socialism or general uh, really antinomianism by just going and, and saying, you know what, uh, theft isn't uh, a violating the law anymore in some states, up to $750, we're not going to prosecute that. And so people go in and can steal from different, uh, just right off the shelves, you know, and it's it's basically legal because they're saying we're not going to prosecute that or we're not going to penalize that today and in certain states and in certain cities. And we can just go and see these things. It's, it's bizarre as to what's happening in America today. In fact, Growing up in America, I never thought that I would see these things. You know, you, you heard people warn about them and, and talk about these things that could be coming around the uh, around the pike, but, but we see that they're here. We're in severe danger as a culture and as a society. Just things are, are crumbling around us. Our economy is going down. Of course, the government overreach that happened throughout all of 2020 and 2021 and even continues into 2022. We're on the on the verge of a of a World War III because of 
you know, Ukraine and Russia, but there causes all kinds of problems because we have somebody who's sitting in the White House whose son was on the Ukrainian bankroll, uh, definitely from illegitimate means. I mean, there's all these different things that are going on, and it's no doubt that our nation and our culture and our society is desperately, desperately sick. And so how did we get there? Especially because the United States at one point in time, it was the crown jewel of Western civilization. I mean, it was absolutely the crown jewel of Western civilization. It, was, it wasn't just the great experiment. It was the, the, the pinnacle of Western civilization. We, we were the most successful nation. Of course, you could maybe even argue that we still are, but, but with a $30 trillion uh, debt and everything else that you see in our nation, that comes to great question as to whether or not we really are the most successful today or whether we are just living in a fiat world house of cards that is about to crumble down upon us. But one point in time, we were the crown jewel and the pinnacle of Western civilization. And when it comes to Western civilization, at the heart of Western civilization is ultimately the Ten Commandments. They're at the heart of this. You see, what happened was when Athens met Jerusalem, you had great philosophy that comes and actually meets real moral truth. And out of that, and really from the missionary movements and different things like that, and the spreading of the gospel is what came Western civilization when the word of God was introduced and, and it grew like wildfire throughout Europe and in Asia Minor. And that's where ultimately where Western civilization was birthed and created, and it comes from uh, really the Word of God. And uh, at the heart of it is the Ten Commandments. I'm just going to go over these Ten Commandments for you once again, because maybe it's been a while since you've heard about them. You know, churches don't like to talk about the Old Testament, and let alone the law, and especially the Ten Commandments today. They've been removed from almost every area, but we, we start off in the Ten Commandments, and we see that you shall have no other gods before me, shall not make uh, any graven or carved images. Uh, you shall not take the Lord, the name of the Lord your God in vain, and remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. And ultimately, in those first four commandments, they all have to do with our relationship with God. And I think we could summarize them in, in one simple way by simply saying we're not to forget God as a nation. We're not to forget God as a society. We're not to forget God as a culture and as a civilization. And then it continues on, and we're to go into honor our father and our mother. You know, history is important, but so is the family relationship, and honoring your father and mother, it really has to do with both of those things, remembering those who came before you, but also recognizing the family unit, that it is designed by God, and it's not the state that raises the children, but it is the parents that raise the children. You shall not murder. That's one that we don't get right in our nation today as we go and we murder children left and right to the tune of 65 million, probably more, probably more like 75 million because they don't re report most of the chemical abortions that happen. But you shall not murder. Also, you shall not commit adultery. Once again, that family relationship between the husband and the wife, it, it is the backbone of society. The family is, and of course, we've all but destroyed the family unit in our nation today. You shall not steal. Today we're trying to systematize uh, theft and, and having a systemic theft. You know, talk about systemic racism and everything else like that. Well, really what we have is systemic theft that's on our verge, and it's called socialism through wealth redistribution, going and taking from one person and giving to another. That's ultimately what socialism is, and that is theft. Also, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. We live in the time, not of truth. 
Although we have all kinds of information, we live in the time of false information and lies. And then lastly, you shall not covet. It hits to the heart and also goes and continues to look at that idea of not stealing. It, but it does take sin and reveals that sin is deeper even than our actions. But when we go and we realize this here, the Ten Commandments, they were at the heart of Western civilization. They were at the heart of the United States. In fact, every single state, when the time that the Constitution uh, was ratified, had, had, had codified the Ten Commandments into their state law. I mean, literally, these things were state law. It was the foundation of the United States. It was the recognition that, that God's law is the higher law, and that's what put the United States on such a good footing. It's what gave us our great success was that we were obeying God. But of course, we fell from that. But another thing that is so important when it comes to Western civilization is this idea of monotheism. You see, in other civilizations, they had pantheons of gods. You know, whether it was the Egyptian gods, the Greek gods, the Roman gods, all of them were all of these gods, tons and tons and tons of different gods. They had a great pantheon of gods. They might have had hundreds or thousands of gods. Even in uh, Eastern uh, religions and things like that, they had multiple gods. But monotheism comes up. And of course, uh, Judaism uh, had monotheism. And then Christianity, which comes from Judaism, Jesus was a Jew, right? We understand that. Uh, it, it goes and it creates a monotheism. And monotheism, we might not think very much about it, but it's actually incredibly important when it comes to a society. And why is that? Well, it creates a moral unity within a society because there's one standard. There's one God who's producing one standard. And so therefore people understand that from town to town that they go to or from house to house that they go through, there is one standard that they ought to live by. And then there is one standard of penalties that will come by. And this gives great unity and a, an ability for the society to go and to have synergy and to work together for the same goals and to really have true patriotism, whereas in when you have polytheism, your allegiance is ultimately divided up within the society. It's, it's all over the place. But monotheism creates a moral unity or a potential moral unity that can come from this. And this is one of the reasons why the United States has had so much success it's because we did have a monotheism, and we did have the true monotheism, uh, which is through Christianity as our foundation. But we know today that this monotheism has really been replaced with a religious liberty that brings in all kinds of other gods and goes and says, worship other gods and, and worship anything but the true God. Let's get the true God, the one God who our society was founded on, kicked out of every area, whether that's school, whether that's marriage, whether it's, it's our government, whether it's uh, your workplace, whatever it is, we need to kick God out of those areas and ultimately try to kick him out of even people's personal lives. That's ultimately what has happened. And so our nation has started to crumble. But as you're thinking on that, I want you to continue to think on that because we need to go in to take a quick break. But when we come back from the quick break, we're going to talk about how important it is to understand that God is the God of ethics and the one who prescribes the right ethics. So hang with us. We'll be right back after a quick break. 
There is a crisis happening in Nigeria. Christians are being murdered and driven from their homes at the hands of Muslim terrorists. Galatians 6.10 says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Equipping the Persecuted is a mission organization that helps persecuted Christians in Nigeria by sending aid directly to persecuted Christians in need. When a Christian village is attacked, Equipping the Persecuted is there to respond with food, medical aid, and materials to rebuild their churches and communities. Equipping the Persecuted has boots on the ground ready to respond to an emergency. Within 48 hours of an attack, our team is there to help those in need. Prayerfully consider a monthly donation to help impact and save the lives of persecuted Christians. Equipping the Persecuted doesn't just raise awareness about persecution or just talk about it. They take action. Visit equippingthepersecuted.org and donate today. God's Word tells us that righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Truly, sin is a mark of America today. Every second, 28,000 people are watching pornography. Since 1973, over 65 million babies have been slaughtered on the altar of convenience through abortion, and 70% of millennials are likely to vote for a socialist. Sin truly abounds and is a reproach to our nation. But how do we get back on track and be exalted by God once again? Hi, I'm Pastor Sam Jones, and I've written a new book that traces the steps of America's fall and gives us a road to redemption. It's called Five Steps to Kill a Nation and How to Stop the Bleeding. You can get a copy of the book at theshininglightministries.com. Welcome back to Equipping the Persecuted. I'm Pastor Sam, and today we're, we're talking about what ails America, because there is quite a bit that is is hurting the United States, and ultimately, I think that where the problem is is that we have forgotten God. That's really the issue. We started off by codifying all of the Ten Commandments within every state by the time that we passed the Constitution. They were state law, those Ten Commandments. We recognized that we were one nation under God, that our rights were, were inalienable, and they were given from God to us, and we recognize them, but today we've fallen far from those places. We've we've moved from those ideas, and we've gone into other areas, of course, which is quite a problem. But ultimately, if you have no God, or if you have a plethora of gods, a polytheism, uh, but no true one standard of God throughout a civilization, and so therefore the civilization has no God, N-O God, well, ultimately you're going to have N-O ethics, no ethics for your nation. I mean, there's just, the, the, the ethics aren't going to be there. It's just not going to be consistent. It's going to be people doing what's right in their own eyes based upon the God that they set up, based upon their false idols. That's the problem. That's what's going to happen. But if you know God, K-N-O-W, God, know God, you'll be able to know ethics. And, you know, our theos, who is God, you know, when you think of that word theos, it means God. It really does set the standard for our society. And our, our, our founding fathers actually understood this. Let me read to you a few quotes from our founding fathers, a few quotes here. The first one is from Patrick Henry. 
right? The man who said, give me liberty or give me death. And they want to go and say, you know, look, he's, he's this great libertarian because he's for liberty. Well, he was actually an ardent Christian. In fact, that speech that he gave, give me liberty or give me death, it was, it, it was actually inspired by when he came into town one day, I believe it was Culpeper, Massachusetts, if I remember correctly. He came into town and he saw a, a pastor that had been beaten and put in stocks. And that pastor, what he was beaten and put in stocks for was that he refused to get a license from the state from from the the Church of England ultimately, or the or the state of England at that point in time, you go and you think about that. Uh, that the nation of England, he refused to go and to get that license to be able to preach. He said, "No, I don't need that. The church isn't under the authority of the state." And so he went and he preached anyway, and he was beaten and put in stocks, and then he actually ends up dying. And that's what leads to Patrick Henry going and saying those famous words of "Give me liberty or give me death." But this is what Patrick Henry said. Bad men cannot make good citizens. It is impossible that a nation of infidels or idolaters should be a nation of free men. It is when a people forget God that tyrants forge their chains. Think about that. It is when a nation or when a people forget God that tyrants forge their chains. He continues, No free government, or the blessings of liberty can be preserved to any people, but by a firm adherence to justice, moderation, temperance, frugality, and virtue, and by a frequent reoccurrence to fundamental principles. What principles is he talking about? He's talking about those that are found within the Ten Commandments. That's ultimately what Patrick Henry is talking about. Another Founding father, Benjamin Rush, who was a signer of the Declaration of Independence, he said this, The only foundation for a republic is to be laid in religion. Without this, there can be no virtue. Without virtue, there can be no liberty. And liberty is the object in life of all republican governments. Wow. It must be set in religion, and what religion, of course, was ours set in, which has been the most successful republic, really the only successful republic, it was in the religion of Christianity, and that's because it's the true religion. James Madison said this, The future success of America is not in the Constitution, but in the laws of God upon which the Constitution is founded. Stop and think about that for a minute. How many times do you go and you hear people talk about, I mean, I mean, political people, and they're just going and talking about, and they're conservative too, talking about just the Constitution. They're missing the boat here. Actually, where are America was made great. And the only way that America can be great again is if we get back to the foundational principles which are found in the laws of God, which are the Ten Commandments. It's not in our Constitution that made us great. It was in what constrained the Constitution, in what restrained the government, and that was the laws of God. We got to get back to the principles. We got to get back to the Word of God. We got to get back to the Bible. One more quote here, and this is from Noah Webster. He said this. The duties of men are similarly comprised in the Ten Commandments, consisting of two tables, one comprehending the duties which we owe immediately to God and the other the duties we owe to our fellow man. Wow. Stop and think about that. Simply put, if you don't have God, if there is no God, there is no ethics. There is no ethics. But if you know God, K-N-O-W, God, then you will know ethics, our theos, our God, sets the standard for our nation. And so if we want to fix what is ailing America and recognize 
what is ailing America, we have to understand these foundational principles that ultimately it's because we have abandoned God. We have forgotten God. We've forgotten who he is, and we have walked away from him. God is a solid foundation. And why is he this solid foundation? Well, it's because he is ultimately for ethics. He is ultimately the only one who is capable of being a moral arbiter. Sir William Blackstone goes, and in, in, in he and his common laws or his commentaries in the laws of, of England, and he's explaining the common laws. Before he goes and he gets into all that, he goes, he talks about what a moral arbiter must have. And there's three things that he basically goes and outlines. And one is just that he needs to be all powerful. The second one is, is that he needs to be all good. And the third one is, is that he needs to be all wise. And why does he need these three things? Well, he needs these three things. First of all, all powerful, because if he's not all powerful, then someone else could come up and bring a new set of ethics. And they could dethrone that God or that arbiter. The second one is, is that he needs to be all good. Why does he need to be all good? Well, if, if it's not uh, according to goodness, well, he might have unjust laws, right? He might go and say, it's, it's actually right to go to murder somebody. It's right to go and to lie. It's right to go and to do these things. And so the, the moral arbiter must be all good. Otherwise, we're going to have a false sense of justice. He's not going to be a good moral arbiter. The third thing is, is that he needs to be all wise. And why is that? So that, that uh, ethics um, or justice is in relation to justice, in fact, and not in relation to preference. So he couldn't go and say that, well, on Tuesdays it is uh, right to wear a purple shirt, but on Wednesdays you must wear an orange shirt, or orange is greater than purple, or something like that. You know, that would be silly, we would say. That wouldn't be very wise uh, if, if those were our ethics that we had. It would be subjective as opposed to objective. And God, in the God of the Bible, is the only one who fits these three criteria. And that's why it's not just a monotheistic God, it's not just having a God, but it is ultimately having the God of the Bible that we need in order to save America. But hang with us, we're going to be right back after a quick break. There is a crisis happening in Nigeria. Christians are being murdered and driven from their homes at the hands of Muslim terrorists. Galatians 6.10 says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Equipping the Persecuted is a mission organization that helps persecuted Christians in Nigeria by sending aid directly to persecuted Christians in need. When a Christian village is attacked, Equipping the Persecuted is there to respond with food, medical aid, and materials to rebuild their churches and communities. Equipping the Persecuted has boots on the ground ready to respond to an emergency. Within 48 hours of an attack, our team is there to help those in need. Prayerfully consider a monthly donation to help impact and save the lives of persecuted Christians. Equipping the Persecuted doesn't just raise awareness about persecution or just talk about it. They take action. Visit EquippingThePersecuted.org and donate today. Welcome back to Equipping the Persecuted Radio. Go ahead and email us over at equippingthepersecuted at gmail.com and let us know 
what you think of our radio show. Let us know uh, if you like the content that you've been hearing and the different ministries uh, that you've been hearing being promoted here at Equipping the Persecuted Radio. And go ahead and email us at equippingthepersecuted at gmail.com. Today we've been talking about what ails America and how we can fix that. And ultimately it's because we have gone and abandoned God. We've forgotten who God is. We've walked away from the Ten Commandments. And we've walked away from the foundation that America was laid upon, which is the Word of God, which is the Ten Commandments. But I want to read a quote to you. A quote from Sir William Blackstone. Well, a a little bit uh, from Sir William Blackstone. There's going to be a few quotes here in what I'm about to say. But what did our founders mean when... They said, the laws of nature and nature's God. They said that in the Declaration of Independence. Simply put, they were pointing to the Bible. They were referencing a statement written by Sir William Blackstone, a British legal expert, when he said, upon these two foundations, the law of nature and the law of revelation depend all human laws. That is to say, no human laws should be suffered to contradict these. This is what our founding fathers were talking about. They were referencing in the Declaration of Independence, Sir William Blackstone, who was saying, look, the divine law is ultimately our standard. He was referencing the Bible. Reading the above quote, or hearing that above quote, I'm I'm referencing my book, Five Steps to Kill a Nation, which you can get at theshininglightministries.com. Once again, it's theshininglightministries.com. You can go to the store there and you can order yourself a copy of Five Steps to Kill a Nation. I'd suggest that you do that. It's an incredible resource, especially with understanding what is going on right now in America and really across the world. But it says here, you might wonder what the law of revelation is. Blackstone used the phrase interchangeably with the phrase divine law, and he defines revealed or divine law this way. The doctrines thus delivered we call revealed or divine law, and they are to be found only in the Holy Scriptures. We clearly see that the Bible is what is being cited as the laws of nature's God. Blackstone's influence on the founding fathers, and therefore on America's founding documents, was profound. In particular, Blackstone, through his writings, was able to educate both members of the legal profession as well as the average citizen about the substance, importance, and significance of the common law. The term common law refers to a non-codified form of law based on the long-accepted customs and traditions in the Ten Commandments, which have been foundational for civil and moral laws and societies for centuries, cannot be separated from the common law, nor from the laws of nature and nature's God. They are all intertwined. This was the foundational ethic for the United States. But today, what is going on is that we've traded those ethics that our nation was founded upon, and we've traded them for entertainment. You know, people, they, they, they haven't read Blackstone. You know, how many people have actually read their Constitution? How many Christians are actually reading their Bible, right? Those are the, the questions that we need to ask ourselves in, in our society today, and, and the reality of it is, is we need to go and look in the mirror and ask ourselves that question, am I reading and understanding these things? Am I thinking through ethics? Am I thinking through morality? Am I thinking through obedience to God and what that looks like in my life, in my family's life, in my church's life, and in my city's life, and in my state's life, and in my nation's life? Are we thinking through those 
questions. We need to be thinking through those questions. But today we have traded our ethics for entertainment. The, the average person ends up spending about eight hours in front of a screen every single day. And then when you consider that the average person goes and, and, and spends about eight hours uh, sleeping, and then when you stop and you consider time to eat and time to go to the bathroom and time to go and to, uh, to, to, to work and things like that, that doesn't leave much time for, for God. It doesn't leave much time for ethics. It doesn't leave much time for any of these things. And so what happens is, is that we trade our ethics for entertainment. And then, of course, Satan, not being a dummy, he goes and he, through that route of entertainment, goes and takes it and he creates a new ethic. I don't know if you've noticed this, but in every movie and every TV show, there is an agenda that's being pushed. You can hardly watch a TV show today that doesn't have homosexuality prominent in it, that has uh, that, that has infidelity or uh, adultery or fornication prevalent in it, and making it normalized, making it fun, making it cool. All of these things are being pushed and pushed and pushed and changing and shaping and molding, especially our young people. So what do we need to do? We need to get back to the Word of God. That's ultimately what we need to do. We need to go into shut off our TVs. The greatest decision I ever made in, 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 for our family was to go and to make sure there was not a TV present on the main floor. It's tucked away in a closet down in our basement. We go and we bring it up for, for movie night about once a week. That's about the, the most that we use our TV. That's about the only thing that we use our TV for. But you need to go and to do that because really, ultimately, what's going on is we've traded our ethics for entertainment. And this leads towards an irreverence to God. We become incredibly irreverent towards God. And we need to remember what Scripture tells us. Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Well, that's all we have time for today at Equipping the Persecuted Radio. And Equipping the Persecuted Radio is sponsored by Equipping the Persecuted. Let us know what you think of our ministry at equippingthepersecuted at gmail.com. This is Pastor Sam. Keep standing for the truth.